This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, Paul Scott. Okay. Was it, right, was he right, right, left his hey, hey, this is in the recording. Okay. Just edit it. Welcome, everyone. I'm the shot first. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Alex and Scott. Say hello. Hey. Hello. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about Half-Life, the video game. Video game. Uh, I thought we were going to talk about nuclear power plants. <laughs> Radioactive decay. <laughs> Alright, so this game is, I think, on most people's list rated as one of the best games of all time. It is, it's definitely in my top ten, for sure. Well, Half-Life 2 is, yeah. Yeah, Half-Life 2. Definitive uh, first-person shooter, that's for damn sure. And it's also on most people's list as the most, like, where the fuck is Half-Life 3? <laughs> yeah. at, at this point, if I was, if I were Valve, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's going to be a Duke Nukem Forever. There's no way it would live up... Well, it would be better than Duke Nukem well, Forever. Obviously, but it but would... It would never live up to the hype. There's just no way... And why would they bother? You know, why put themselves through that shit? Especially in today's day and age with social media, where people would just be shitting on them the whole time. Like, why? It's just not worth it. Alright, well, since we already started with this, so do you guys, being in the industry, know why there's been no three, or at least more episodes, or... So, the way I understand it was uh, in episode one and two, they were kind of trying out new stuff with the engine. Um, and they were working on towards that. And then for whatever reason, the third one, uh, which was supposed to have more of that stuff, they just didn't do it. Um, I had no idea why they decided to go in a different direction. It could just be that they just didn't like what they were seeing. Uh, they pulled like a blizzard and just pulled the plug on whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, it is weird that they never got around to, to doing it. Uh, other than that, I don't know for sure. Either at this point, it doesn't make any sense for them to do it. Yeah. Um, they probably they, just found those kids that did the portal like yeah. tech test and they're like, oh shit, forget Half-Life, let's do this. And in, in the middle of that stuff, though, yeah, Jeff, I don't know. Yeah. They still could have done one and it still would have been received very well. Maybe they're just waiting for VR to get good enough so they can do Half-Life 3 in VR. So I, I just will say the one thing is why I agree with you that it, it can't live up to expectations. I still think there is a reason to do it, and that's money. It'll still sell really well. Right. Well, I think they're in, they're kind of a, a weird company um, amongst video game publishers because, first of all, they don't need the money. They, <laughs> they sure as hell don't. Uh, with, with Steam, uh, they're doing all right. Um, and between their other – I mean their other properties are making them a lot of money too. Between TF2 um, – I don't know that Portal was definitely like made them a shitload of money, but it was definitely profitable. Um, yeah. But come on, and, Disney and, doesn't and need any Dota, money either. I mean, Disney's not going to stop making Star Wars and Pixar movies because they don't need any more money. Right, but I mean, like the people in charge just don't care about it. Like uh, Gabe Newell, he just doesn't care. Like that's not a thing for him anymore. I yeah. don't think. All right. I still, I think he's still like they still want to run a successful business, and they definitely are. So. <laughs> you know, I, I don't feel like they they feel the need to do that. So do they uh, make games anymore, or is it just the Steam engine, or Steam so, service? So, I, I mean, it was them. I think they did Dota 2. I think that was in-house. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I mean, Portal games. Um, 
Yeah, but that's already four or five years old. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. Portal Two is yeah already kind of <laughs> aged a little bit. Um, although those games are brilliant, by the way. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure sure we could do a whole episode on those two. But uh... Xbox, goddamn it, backwards compatibility Portal games. <laughs> no, seriously, me. Orange Box, yeah, that'd be sweet. All right, so Half-Life 2 came out in 2004, I think I'm reading here, and it was a sequel to Half-Life 1, which came out in 1998. Now, I didn't play the first Half-Life until after I played Half-Life 2. Uh, Same for me. Yeah. And uh, they updated the engine and stuff, but I didn't go through it. It 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 wasn't my style. It was too old-looking. Kind of, I guess, how Alex is with Half-Life 2. He didn't get into it until later, right? Yeah. Until I got the orange box. I mainly bought it from Portal, then I was playing Half-Life on it, and I'm like, eh, it's okay. Mostly <laughs> because there's, you know, it's been so long, and there's been, uh, it's inspired so many other really, really good first-person shooters that it was, like, kind of mundane by then. Yeah, I don't see that, but like I said, I, maybe because it just was in my in my mind way earlier than that, and so yeah. I just, I overlook the, It's I'm sure it's pretty sparse, too, like it's not as these games today are so dense with so much crap that I can get you. And but anyway, uh, it's all about Gordon Freeman, the protagonist, the silent protagonist, who loves using a crowbar and his radiation suit to kill <laughs> face hugging crabs and soldiers, black soldiers, soldiers right? the uh, the Overwatch. Is the police force is the Overwatch, um, but the the general alien force is the Combine. Mm. Correct. To fight against. And then there's also s- some form of zombies. I don't even know what I forgot the backstory. Oh, What's because the, backstory? the aliens jump on human heads and they eat like part of their brain and they control the body. Yeah. And then they make creepy noises. Yeah, that's pretty Ooh, funny. Uh, yeah. You set them on fire and they scream, and it's pretty horrible. <laughs> and then yeah. some of them would just throw the crab faces at you, or the face huggers at you. Yeah, yeah they, they throw, like, the poison ones at you. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. Dude, I'm, like, one hit point. But, uh... Yeah, it's... They... they in Half-Life 2, they drop you in... Uh, in this dystopian future world, way different from the first game, where you're just in this weird lab compound place. Right. Yeah. And it's more realistic, way more realistic as far as the, the setting goes. Yeah. Right, and you're fine by your... It's, you know, she's not a playable character, but was her Alex? Was her well, name? you start with Barney, the security guard from the first game that you saved. Barney. Oh, in the train? So, so he's he's one of the Overwatch. He pulls you in to the little room for interrogation. Yeah. It turns out he's one of the resistance guys, and he sends you on your way, and then he gives you a crowbar. <laughs> That's right. He's in the orange box version too. He's like, so, "Hey, Gordon, it's me. I'm part of the resistance. Hey, right, that guy. Yeah, yeah. And there for was it Mesa? Something Mesa? Black Mesa. Black Mesa. Black Mesa. So anyway, your journey is you gotta go get the bad guy who is the what G Man. But oh, no, it's the combine. The G Man shows up and it's like you're not really sure what he, why he's there. Like and he's actually like an Easter egg throughout the game. Like 
you see him at different points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be a dick. Who? So the, the 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 combine that you fight when those scenes happen, they're so cool. The music starts pumping really good, and they're the clicks on their mics. It sounds so cool, and it reminded me of a movie I watched recently. Damn it, Jurassic think... World. No. <laughs> Shit, I'll think of it. But I really like the way they they did. Like this movie, this game is one of the is ripe to be made into a movie. I think because of the way those guys are, you can do those. Zombies are in right now. Yeah. But yeah, you basically have the whole world there. You just have like the plot's just him trying to get from one point to another. <laughs> yeah, but you could do it. Yeah, they have the sidekick and the, everything there is doable. I don't know. I think it would be a cool. Yeah, you'd have to tweak it a little bit, but um, you get the gravity gun in this game. I'm just kind of all this stuff's like coming back to me now. Um, that dog, so, the robot so, dog. Yeah, dog. So, just to back up a little bit about what you said about the the music being cool uh, and the the fights being cool is they did an amazing job with the pacing for the most part. Uh, a couple couple parts kind of drag in a little bit in hindsight, uh, like when you have the the boat uh, and the the sand buggy. Like yeah. a couple of vehicle scenes take a, a little too long, but yeah, you get in, like the the pacing is is fantastic. You get in these big fights, and you always feel the danger of it, and which makes you uh, succeeding all the better. And then most of the enemies are the, the Overwatch people, and they have these like big white masks, which is basically just a big bullseye to shoot them in the face. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so satisfying to, to get these guys. Uh, and then like they set up the first fifteen minutes of the game is just them being dicks. <laughs> so by the time you actually have to like hit one with a crowbar, you're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. It's very well. True. Like, well pick that up, put it in the trash can, right? That's yeah. the and you see them like beating other people and just being like vaguely evil. So, I'm just going to start talking about random levels now. What the level where if there is none of those guys, but it's all the zombies, and you have to like cut through the city. Yeah, that that one's cool. The the Ravenholm. Yeah. Oh crash! It's scary too. Yeah, Alex. Alex tells like when you when you finally find the the resistance base, whatever it's called. Uh, Alex tells you, uh, "Oh, we don't go to Ravenholm anymore." And then she doesn't say anything else about it. And then like two ten minutes later, it's like, "Well, I guess we're going through Ravenholm." <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though, because that's when you have the gravity gun. Because you need it, because there's not as much ammo in that area. And uh, yeah, you pick up like the saw blades and the. Like radiators and car engine blocks, and just <laughs> murder all the zombies with them. Yeah, the the gravity gun and the uh, um, saw blades—that's just like Turbo Kid from last week, or whenever we did that episode. It's true. Alex would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ammo in the game—I remember it's, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, yeah, it's one of those games where you can carry so many different types of guns, but there's not that many bullets per gun. Yeah, they, they kind of space them out. Like you don't, you start off with the, the crowbar, then you get a handgun, you need a submachine gun which has a grenade launcher on it, uh, with very limited ammo on that. And then you get grenades, and you need a magnum which is badass. <laughs> it's like one shots the normal goons. Yeah. You get uh, you get a rocket launcher with uh, like controllable missiles. It's a lot of fun, and the my favorite, the crossbow bolt. 
who actually shoots yeah. bolts, like like leaden bolts that <laughs> like melt through things and then stick whatever it shot through them. Oh, that's cool. So you like sh- you you like snipe guys from a distance, and you have to arc the gun to hit them from really far away. Uh, it'll like pin them to a wall <laughs> as they die. It's pretty rad. Uh, my favorite weapon was the alien nutsack that you'd squeeze. <laughs> that was so much fun. Because <laughs> you could just like keep tossing that over and over again. Like there was no ammo on it. But it literally looked like because it's you had this fucking nutsack in your hand and you just walk around with it and and you throw it where yeah you where you wanted the ant lions to go. Yeah, that, I mean that that was was some brilliant game design too, where you have to spend a whole level avoiding those things. If you like touch the sand, they would a shitload of them would spawn, and it was, you know, it was infinite. They would just keep spawning if you kept standing out on the the non rocky yeah. parts. And finally, you got through it. You're like, fuck, I'm glad I'm done with those. And then they gave you those things, and like, okay, now you can control them. <laughs> now they're yeah. on your side, and it's just awesome. You just yep. keep throwing those things. And to go back to that sand, like, yeah, not only did you, have, you couldn't stand on the sand, but if you had to cross, like, you would try to make distractions. It was kind of like trimmers. You'd have to, like, throw grenades over there or turn on the... Um, they were sensitive, right, to sound to too much sound. So they had these machines that the bad guys had that would hit the pulse of the ground and stuff. I love right. little stuff like that. Yeah, you had to make makeshift bridges for yourself with, like, doors and yeah. corrugated tin sheets and... What's the level with they had to fight um, like helicopters and stuff like that? Was, so, know. so, so when you, so yeah, you had the cool vehicle, which at the time was like the best like vehicle thing ever. When you first get the uh, the swamp boat, whatever the hell it is, the, <laughs> the yeah, oh, pontoon, yeah, whatever it is, uh, on, the, on the river. I think it goes on for a little too long, but then they finally give you a gun that has unlimited ammo. <laughs> It's kind of like a reward for sticking through the rest of it. And yeah, then you fight the hunter chopper. Which are dicks. <laughs> yeah. The there's a one level on the bridge where you said there's lots of jumping. Like I hate that in most first person shooters, but that one I kinda liked. Oh man, I, I remember the the and I, I actually played through two not too long ago at work on my breaks. Uh the sweaty palms in that part when you're crossing underneath the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Just like white knuckling the whole time with the mouse and keyboard. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. They did a good job of making you feel it. Yeah, but that's a pet peeve of mine. How do you guys feel about, like, all of a sudden your first person shooter turns into a platformer? I'm, I'm shitty at platforming, so I kind of dread, like, I'm just happy to be done with it. There wasn't like in this. There wasn't like a sense of accomplishment. It was just more like, oh, thank God, I'm done with that. Yeah. And they make you go back across it too on the way out, which fucking sucks. <laughs> After the prison, which has one of the coolest fights in the whole game. Which is. So the prison is basically this running battle against the, the soldiers. They're basically set up at different points, and at one point you get into one area, and Alex is helping out. This it's kind of the. The love interest is actually a really cool character. Um, she's very, like, badass. There, there's a little damsel in distress later stuff, which we'll get into. But, uh, yeah, at one point you're in the prison and she's, like, watching you. She's, she's like, skulking around, working uh, different computer banks to open prison doors and stuff. And she's like, oh, shit, they're coming. And she's like, you got to hold them off. 
And then for like five minutes straight, it's just waves of of the, uh, the combine just coming in, and you just murder so many of them. But it's fucking hard too. Oh, and you have to use the turrets and stuff. Yeah, they give right? you give these turrets that you set up, but they can be knocked over like pretty easily. By yeah, they're, they're pretty smart about it too. They like run up to it and hit it, or they hit it with the grenades, and you just yeah, have I... to survive, like run around and, and survive for like five minutes until you've killed enough of them. Yeah, I think you're. I think that was the the most difficult level or stage in the game. Yeah, and that's and that's when they really start driving home like your like how much of a badass your character is supposed to be. Because up to that point, people were like, "Oh my god, it's Gordon Freeman," uh, you know. But then at that point, Alex is like, "Wow, that was amazing." And then uh, when you get into later in the game, when you have the running battle in the city. Like everybody's like rallying to you, like, "Oh my God, it's Freeman! Now we can win!" Like, yeah. as, as the player, it makes you feel awesome. <laughs> they love me. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, I am badass! I am going to lead these people to victory." Except most of them die. <laughs> they follow you around. <laughs> That's the hero's burden. Yeah, and I, the, just trying to remember, like some of the characters, like one of the characters. Uh, Alex's dad. That's like Benson, right? Yeah, it's Robert Guillaume. My dad is Jose. Yeah. Yeah. So he did. Uh, he did a good job. The the other scientist is pretty funny. The one that has Lamar, the toothless head crab. <laughs> Lamar. Yeah. Hilly. Um. So yeah. So I was gonna say, did you play this? On PC, Xbox, both, PlayStation. I played it on a computer that ran it on like the lowest settings. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, way back in because I remember you playing it, Jeff. Really? Seeing it at your place back in. I think you just moved into your condo, or whatever. I don't know. It's 2004, maybe. I might not have. I might still have been in the old apartment. I was around that time. Yeah. But that made me want it at that point because it, it looks Ma- red. Mark Parker was the one who told me to get it. <laughs> okay. So I got it. Yeah, we were all still Parker. working at that place. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I wasn't, and I'm still not a huge uh, first-person shooter person. But half first-person shooter person. Yeah, <laughs> you're not a first-person shooter person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just not a, a genre that I typically seek out. To play, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad I, I did with Half-Life 2. Cool, yeah, it was cool, and it was literally one of the few games that I played through multiple times. I probably played it on the PC three times all the way through, and then they came out with episode one. I got that, and I just played it all the way through again. And then when Orange Box came out, <laughs> I probably played it two or three more times all the way through on the Xbox or Xbox 360, like. I loved it so much, and I, I, I want to do it again. Like I was saying, like get it on, get <laughs> Orange Box over to port it over, and I'll play it again. Yeah, uh, I mean it still it still has like some of my you know it's in my top ten games, but it has some of my favorite singular moments as well. Uh, like getting towards the end of the game, uh, you, again you're running through the battle or uh, running through the city, having the running battle against the combine the whole time against the Overwatch. And you're making your way closer and closer to the Citadel, which I think is where you're headed. Um, when 
all of a sudden the the Overwatch kind of strikes back. Um, like Alex has gone to scout around, and your team is with you, and everybody gets mowed down, and Alex gets captured. And the way it sets it up is, I I, I, I like took it personally. <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh man, I'm gonna beat some ass now, and you know, it's just so satisfying to to get to that next section of the game after getting through that part. Yeah. And then it has one of the best all-time kind of rewards for sticking all the way through a game with the souped-up gravity gun. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, so that when you get the last of the final stage, you're kind of, you're in that metal cage or whatever. Yeah. And they uh, fuck with you, like, they fuck with you really hard there, too. Yeah. They Split sure second. do. <laughs> like, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was just going to say, in that, kind of in the beginning of the game, too, where you're just kind of, you can't do anything. You're just kind of w- taking all in the level and the atmosphere and this stuff. And I just like that. You're just kind of looking around and then... Um, well, not just that, but you finally like, get captured. And they basically dissolve all of your weapons. Like, you get right. to see them all one by one get, get disintegrated. And you're like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> and, then, and then it finally gets to the gravity gun. And you're like, fuck. Except the gravity gun's like weird technology so it like actually powers it up more and then you just go on like the biggest like rampagement <laughs> right so throughout the game you can only pick up inanimate objects like barrels and I'll show like, you inanimate <laughs> but it gets super powered and all of a sudden you can start picking up the combine soldiers and just hold them there like rag dolls and then just fling them and shoot them at other guys and knock like it's like bowling with combine <laughs> guys it's really cool hey isn't that a movie I did not do that on purpose. Jeff at gmail.com. And then the only really big criticism I have for the game at the very end, they leave it on a total cliffhanger, which is bullshit. Yes. Well, they resolve it in the the two episodes, episode one, Half Life 2, episode one. But still, like, the game had so much going for it. If it had managed to work in a cool ending, then it might be my favorite game of all time. I don't know. Yeah, ending's kind of weak. And uh, that's with the G-Man talking, right? Yeah. Gordon, Mr. Freeman. But then episode one, I remember not, it was kind of weak. But episode two was really good. The two was really good. Um, Episode one was just cool because you fight so much of the Combine. Like, that was my favorite enemy to fight, so I like that. But uh, yeah, two had more going for it. And two is the one of the like the last levels in those big walking spiders, right? And you have to like take them all out with rocket launchers and stuff. Well, they they give you uh, you get a special um, like you get these mines that you basically have to fling up there with your gravity gun and then shoot the mines. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was hard. I it was fu- yeah, it was way fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, lots of darn tries to do that. Because yeah. they give you they give you a car, you always have to like haul ass from one point to the next. And then they had the, that the second one had the hunters, which are fucking bastards. Yeah. But the so episode two had a really cool fight when you were like trapped in that house towards the end, where you're just being attacked on all sides. You get the hunters rushing in and the the combine and. Like, somehow you managed to fight him off. Hmm. I don't remember that one. It was yeah. rough. But, 
but yeah, I mean, for me, this is one of those when I think I don't play video games that much anymore. But when I do, this is ones I think of. Like, I've... so Nintendo era is always I can remember everything about Nintendo era, and then other guns that I've mentioned like later on, like EverQuest and stuff. And this is this falls along with EverQuest, like PC games from the late '90s, early 2000s, holds a special place for me. Um, and yeah, I like it. Um, I love it. The thing that I'll always remember is that uh, I always went over to your house or to Chris's house because you guys had computers. <laughs> and they're like, oh, check out this game, Doom. It's like, oh, sweet. And then I didn't really see a first-person shooter until years later when I went to Chris's house and he was playing Half-Life. I'm like, holy shit, when did the video games get this good? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember people playing Doom and uh, like Wolfenstein and making. Oh, well, that's kind of cool, but never really, you know, grabbed my attention. But then I saw Half Life Two. That was the first like first-person shooter that really got me. Mm-hmm. Really, like as graphics-wise, or the fact that it had a good story too. I mean, everything Both. like where I wanted yeah. to sit down and play it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like the other two. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. But I never was like, oh, I need to play that. I never felt that. I never really saw the first Half-Life, so I don't know how I would have felt about that one. Yeah, there's bas- there was basically a really big different jump between the two, as far as like graphic-wise and stuff like that. And and it kind of set the the standard for for shooters after that. Uh, you know, the physics and the you could actually have a story that <laughs> mm-hmm. was worth following. Uh, that's what I was going to say. There was a story. All the other ones, like you mentioned, like Doom and Quake, or there was no story. It would just kill everything that was showed up on your screen. And, but this was that. There was a story. Um, yeah, well, that's all I got. I just wanted to talk about that. Anything else? Um, I'll, what... go pl- I'll go play it. <laughs> you should. I'll probably I'll get uh, Half-Life 1 when it's on a Steam sale. And then I'll play Orange Box. By the, by the time I finish, I get it on sale, and I finish it. They'll probably have backwards compatibility for my uh, Half Life Twos on the Orange Box. So, uh, what what are your, what are some of your other favorite uh, first person shooters? Since we're talking about this, um... I like playing Quake. I did play Quake for a little bit, mostly because. I was uh, working at a game company for lunch, and then somebody discovered that, oh, man, they made the original Quake, and it's a web browser game. Oh, shit. So we all got together, <laughs> and we started playing again. That was a lot of fun. Did you do the deathmatch? Yeah. Oh, cool. But my favorite, favorite, the the first favorite first-person shooter that I ever had was um, Team Fortress. I played team uh, shit out of Team Fortress. It's Half-Life. How did you have that and not Half-Life? Because I always went to uh, other friends' houses. You know, remember uh, Jenny and Glenn? Yeah. They were always set up with really good PCs. Okay. And we would always have, like, LAN parties and stuff on the weekends. And all they all we did was play uh, Total Annihilation and uh, Team Fortress. I got really, really freaking good as a sniper. <laughs> so I remember playing a little bit of uh, the first Team Fortress, but Counter Strike. Yeah. Oh, Counter Strike is really good too. Yeah. To. Me too. And that took years off my life. <laughs> Just because there's no way you can have that much rage. 
<laughs> not have it like take a toll on your like, literally burn yourself out. Because aside from some Tom Clancy titles, it was one of those games that one or two bullets and you were dead. Yeah, that that yeah. that was kind of like the meta for me was like sometimes I play seriously, but I, I probably the other half of the time uh, be like, okay, my goal is to rush in and kill somebody else. I'll die in the process, but I'll die knowing that I've ruined somebody else's game for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, somebody's going to be pissed off the other side for the next, like, 10 or 15 minutes. It's going to be great. That's how oh, I always God. played. Yeah. Uh, uh, remember when people figured out how to do custom spray paints on the wall? Yes. And people started spray painting, like, naked pictures of the naked ladies. <laughs> And there'd always be some sucker just staring at him, getting Well, we put, uh, we put uh, Brian's uh, high school yearbook picture in as a spray. Romero and I did. That was <laughs> freaking up. gold. Uh, so dumb, so hilarious. It's just this Brian, the smug, shitty grin on his face. Yeah, it was the good. It was the good senior year yearbook pictures with the suit and tie and everything. Uh, <laughs> Look at this piece of shit spraying himself all over the walls. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Yeah, my my memories of that game is I loved it, but I also yeah, I was start the game, buy your payload, run into a room and die, wait for ten minutes. <laughs> Rinse, that was, repeat. That was the first game I played like with friends really, like online. That was my first online gaming experience really. Yeah. It was kind uh, of strike. See, that might be my first, like, public online game. Like, I would do LAN parties and stuff with friends, but that might be the first time I remember playing with strangers. Yeah. I remember having, I remember having LAN parties for Counter-Strike, hauling my computer around. Yeah, I remember we had one epic one where we had, like, at least 10 or 15 computers set up. Yeah. I think it was, like, Will Stepatayanan. Yeah. And, like, he had, like, a clubhouse and whatever. But anyway. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. So, so Counter Strike, uh, TF2, I put a fair amount of time in. Um, those, I mean, those are strict like multiplayer, though. So it's not obviously it's much different than getting the story. Uh. Yeah, I'm trying to think like uh, the Jedi Knight games. Yeah, I I spent a lot of time playing those, and I like those, especially like Jedi Knight Two. Yeah, <laughs> I played that online. <laughs> it was awesome being a Jedi. Yeah, but more the story mode than anything. Um, yeah. uh, for me, uh, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, while there's heavy RPG elements, it's still basically a first-person shooter. Yeah. yeah. Love those. Love the hell out of New Vegas. It's one of my favorite games. Um, By the soundtrack, people. It's amazing. The first um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I really love that. The, the yeah. story mode. I've, I've never played any of the single player. I've only done the multiplayer. Yeah, it was really good. Like some of the, the sniper levels and the active voice acting and stuff was really good in that. This is that first one, Modern yeah, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um, that one was really good. I mean, obviously lately I've been playing, or not lately, but the last over the year I was playing a lot of Destiny, so that's got to be up there somewhere. I never liked Halo. Yeah, I, I've only I played a little bit of like multiplayer, like local with friends, and that was fun, but yeah, I've never played it on my own I mean I've played it but I never really like was like whatever I got the game so I'm gonna play everything I, I like to play all portions of a game but yeah 
What cheeses me off is that Master Chief pretty much has a full complete story with one through three, and then it's like, okay, we're gonna make Halo Four. Okay, that's fine. Master Chief is gonna star in it. What? You've already told the story. He's fucking done. And so yeah, Halo Four and Five are just. I'm sure they play great, but the story's complete ass. That's my piece. <laughs> and then uh, Overwatch, which is coming out soon, is brilliant. It's multiplayer only, though. Can people still teleport to another uh, team's base? No. With that ice that. trick? <laughs> they, they fixed that. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, they, they fixed that. Yeah. Does uh, Gears of War count as first person? Even though no. Like, no I, as much as I love Gears, it, it does not. <laughs> so it is cool. a shooter, though. So Yeah. That's probably I, my favorite shooter of all. I enjoyed time. it. I mean, I enjoyed it on a similar scale to Half-Life 2, like doing the, the multiplayer campaign. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Oh yeah, that's a lot of fun. I, I played through the second one all the way through with a friend, uh, so that was really cool. Genius yeah, age. It's like, okay, you got a machine gun, all right, and it has a chainsaw attachment to it. What? <laughs> that's what set me over the edge when I first heard about Gears of War. Fucking shit. All I remember about not all I remember what I tried to buy that game, and it was coming out. There was rumors that it was coming out Monday night. If you go to certain places and. I went to the Laguna Hills Mall. I thought I have a video game store here. <laughs> I found a game store on the uh, the directory. I'm like, it's closing at certain times. I go running in there. I go in there. I'm like, do you guys have? <laughs> it was like a board game store or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they run magic tournaments every weekend. Oh Jesus! And they were looking at me like I was everything they hated about people. <laughs> Uh, Go back to your 12-sided die or whatever the fuck you guys do. It's called the D12. Sorry. All right. Yeah, and it would be a D20, actually. But anyways. Oh. They were D12s. They're, they are D12s. Yes. Yeah. I think I made a 20, yeah. The weird thing. <laughs> the, the, the D&D die. <laughs> you know that one, that D&D one. Yeah, you like, okay, what's my armor protection? And then you're like, oh, 15. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's about a you, the armor protection. Look at this. <laughs> um, is that is that from the uh, Goodfellas tabletop? Yeah. Let's see if you're going to uh, dodge my um, baseball bat to the knees. How is that a critical hey. hit? <laughs> roll to be funny. <laughs> oh. You guys like, I want to roll to see if I can whack Tom over there. Okay, but he's a made man, so you got to get a twenty. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Yeah. You get the high natural, uh, yeah, natural twenty. Critical success. <laughs> um, oh, you fucked people up with the critical twenty. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you had Gory Master, one of those perks. <laughs> Person you punched <laughs> turns into dust. <laughs> Yeah, never mind. Maybe, maybe <laughs> one episode you guys can do one on D and D, and I'll like ask a bunch of questions about it. But I don't want to diverge into that now. Um, all right, well that's all I got. Anything else? Uh, Half Life Two, play it. Yeah, go play it. Yeah, go do something. And then after you're done with that, go play Portal. And then after that, go play the redone version of Half Life 
I forget what it's called. Half-Life 1, that is. Um, I forget what they named it exactly, but it's supposed to have, like, a completely updated engine. So it looks even better than Half-Life 2, or, like, the same? Hmm. Half-Life um, 2.0. Yeah. 0.1. Two. All right. It's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah. I got really nothing. Uh, uh, Better Call Saul's back. We've already talked about that. Gotham is back. Yeah. <laughs> That's happening. Uh-huh. It's actually not that bad anymore. Or, or maybe I'm just immune. I yeah, don't know. I think you are. I think, I think I've kind of decided that I'm not going to watch Gotham. Yeah, me either. It's like, oh. I've got s- such a huge backlog. Yeah. How many things you're not watching? Don't put Gotham on that. Yeah, <laughs> especially when like most of the time Jeff is like, eh, it wasn't horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here you go. I did watch the first episode of Fuller House. Oh. So I saw a couple. Yeah. Uh, yep. First episode. Yeah. So I did see that too. Spoiler alert! I'm going to spoil this for you guys, so you guys can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> I said I said I. I know, but for our listeners, we have a couple. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I don't care. So, yeah. <laughs> spoil, spoil away. It's kind of cool. It starts off, they're in the same house, or at least the same set, and you start off with Bob Saget, and you start off with... The, and house, they just... the house that's way bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? Yes. Okay. It's a TARDIS. <laughs> and just one by one, people just start being like revealed. So it's like, yeah, it's Bob Saget, and then... Lori Laughlin comes down. Remember, like, in the kitchen, they were, they were up in the attic or whatever, where yeah. her and... Uncle Jesse live, and then one by one they just start coming down. Woo. Uncle Joey comes in, um, and then Cameron, D- Cameron Diaz, Candace Cameron, what's <laughs> her name? Candace Cameron. Cameron. Cameron Bure. Yeah, DJ. DJ. DJ's there, and then uh, Stephanie shows up, and then how rude! <laughs> and then they make a comment like, "Where's my little sister?" Oh, she's too busy selling fashion items in New York. And then they all look at the camera. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, and hold on it for a while. And then one by one, they each do their... Cut it out. Have mercy. How rude. Like, <laughs> just... Yep. Does all their they, stuff. One of the uh, running things is like, back in the 80s, we did this. It's like, oh, <laughs> come on. Did, did Saggots or, like, Lori Laughlin's character, like, have any catchphrases? No, but like the cleanliness stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, he's he was OCD. Yeah. She was like the most normal one, right? She didn't do anything weird. Not that I remember. But like I was, they were talking about the show. Like they did the show together, right? Good yeah, day, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Or and something. they were moving to LA to do a nationally syndicated show. Right, but in the show back in the day, that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. just a local show in San Francisco. Wake up, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and for. Like, for nostalgia's sake, if you grew up on TGIF, go watch the first episode. Um, it basically shows that, or it's kind of sad. DJ has kids, and her husband died. It was a firefighter, so now she's a single parent raising kids, just like her dad was. And then, right, um, it kind of starts off with Bob Saget and everybody, Uncle Jesse. They're like, "We'll forget our lives. We'll help you raise them." And then they're like, "No." <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need middle-aged men hanging around doing yeah, weird yeah. shit. So Stephanie and her big meth boobs are like, no, we, I'll, I'll stay here and help you. And then Kimmy Gobbler shows up and says, no, I'll help you too. 
You know what, guys? Secretly, I always wanted to live in this house. Yeah. I was dying at that line. Well, Scott would like it because there's, there's a laugh track every five seconds in oh, the show. Yeah. Oh, you love laugh tracks. Uh, I, I, there's, I don't think I can make it to an episode. There was actually... Oh, they referenced the ultra so Scott's Amwash. There was an, actually a side-by-side comparison of the two things that they were doing in, you know, in each episode. Like, they were singing the Flintstones around the baby, and that's what they did in the first episode, I guess, of yeah. fucking original Full House. Yeah. Like, Chivas H. I think they, they have to have a laugh, laugh track for some of the stuff I saw in the trailer. <laughs> like, a lot of it was just, like, Kimmy being stupid. And I'm like, that's not going to work if it's not a laugh track. It's yeah. just going to be awkward. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Not that it wouldn't be awkward with the laugh track, but... So my favorite joke, it was actually a real joke, was like, yeah, Bob Saget's like he was going to sell the house. And then um, because of this whole thing with DJ, he said, said, you can keep it. And then like uh, Jesse's like, you sure you don't want to sell it? Because this house is worth like a fortune now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was pretty good because, yeah, the whole Silicon Valley thing kind of happened between when that came out and now. Real estate in San Francisco is fucking ridiculous. Yes. For anybody that's unaware. Um, But yeah, so then I guess the next episodes are just going to... None of the main people... None of like the older characters are going to be in. It's just going to be the young sisters. Yeah, Jesse comes back for episode two. Spoilers. I'm pretty sure Coulier and... uh... And Stamos have nothing else going on. Stamos had a TV show. I'm pretty sure it's already been canceled. Yep. Yeah, like grandfathered some... or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. So, but and good news though, I just read today that it got picked up for season two. There you go. Netflix so... is like a real network now. <laughs> More DJ Tanner and uh, Kimmy Gobbler <laughs> and Muff Shell. Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So Kimmy, I actually, well, I liked Kimmy Gibbler when I was a kid. I thought she was the cutest of the girls. That's weird, I know. But uh, when I was a kid, and I think it was because she used to appear on other TGIF shows or Wonder Years and stuff. And there she always played like a normal girl. And I think that's why I, I that makes any sense. So, so I'm looking up uh, some of the cast here. So, <laughs> uh, let's see, Kimmy Gibbler, Andrea Barber. Uh, did Full House from 1987 to 1995. Jesus uh, age. It ran that was, long? She was in some short movie in 2012 uh, with Dave Coulier <laughs> called It's Fucking Late with Dave Coulier and then Fuller House in 2016. So <laughs> they literally got her just to do this. Like, I wonder, you know, how I, I wonder how that whole process went down. God, Jesus. <laughs> hey, do you want to be in the new version of Full House? <laughs> it probably was that simple. It yeah. probably was, but just the fact that she did absolutely nothing in between then is interesting. Well, she probably raised a family or something. No, so no, I, I, I... this bastard. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why, yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, the one girl got boobs, and well, what did Chris say? <laughs> she did meth and he re-emerged with titties. <laughs> That was not Full House um, attire she was wearing in that first episode, no. right, Alex? Holy crap. Yeah. I got a Full House in my pants. <laughs> Alex, you to come. Isn't she like a head taller than everybody else, too, now? Yeah, like she a- is. She's a giant. She's like an Amazonian. Mm-hmm. 
whatever Chris wrote in that group chat was. <laughs> I think she went on mess, and that's when she reemerged with them titty. <laughs> Uh, well, she did. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, Jody Sweden. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yep, she's actually had some work. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> she she was on. Uh, what was she on? There's yeah. a bunch of random crap. <laughs> she yeah. was on meth. We just talked about. Yeah. That. <laughs> but, you know, between Full House, she didn't do anything for quite a while. Myth. Yeah, but I mean, there were there are a few bit pieces, but yeah. Uh, is a uh, Cameron Candace Bure is she a super Jesus freak like her brother? I don't know. Okay. Well, she's playing a single mom, so probably not. Yeah, but her husband died, so it yeah, doesn't it's, matter. It's fine with it's, the Bible. <laughs> died a hero, a firefighter, a hero, just like her brother. Well, in that dates, movie, Fireproof. Well, if she dates... Weird. Then, then, yeah, she's... Oh, yeah, there you go. Then, yeah, then yeah, she married a hockey player. <laughs> One of the berets. Bob Saget dropping F-bombs in the first episode, too. That's not, weird. Not the, not the good beret, right, Jeff? Yeah, not the good beret. It wasn't the raspberry beret? It was not the raspberry beret. Ah. <laughs> And that's as close as Alex is going to get to a sports reference. <laughs> On this episode, at least. This episode. Okay. Hey, I just remember I told you Kimmy Gibbler was in another show, and I remember I remember the episode was one of the 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 boy from the main show was dating her just so he can raise his rep with other girls, and then she was dating him so she can raise, and they both like break up with each other like because they. I, don't know, I just remember that, and that show was Growing Pains. Wow. Speaking of Kirk Cameron, but it wasn't Kirk Cameron. It was the younger brother, which I forgot his name now. But anyway, why I remember that, I have no idea. Jerry Cameron. Hey, and Kimmy Gibbler was also in the Twilight Zone, so there you go. So now now we're moving on to Coulier. That's really where I wanted to get to. <laughs> okay, do it. It's basically did you, uh, what was it? Out was of Control. It? I don't know if anybody remembers that show. Nope. That's when he had the the talk show. That's where he pioneered the cut it out. Oh, and it was shit. it was Canadian. It used to be on old Nickelodeon. A. And then bit parts, and then he was on Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Good, yeah. Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. One of those confusingly titled Ghostbusters spinoffs. Mm-hmm. As Bankman uh, for eleven episodes. Then on, then he was on the real Ghostbusters as Bateman. Oh, I didn't know he was a voice on that. And now Muppet Babies, yeah. he was Animal. But you didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, Bet you didn't know Alanis Morissette bloom in the movie theater. Uh, I did know that, actually. It's funny, because on the TV show How I Met Your Mother, they did a, they did a reference to that. Because one of the main characters is from Canada, and she's kind of famous... And they're like, who is she dating? Blah, blah, this and that. And then they go to a shot of Dave Coulier. And he's like, it wasn't me. Why does everybody think it's me? <laughs> Cut it out. Whoa. Yep. So according to our friend Eric, it, it wasn't him. It was actually Mike Peluso, a hockey player. So. Very possible. I don't know. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> At this point, it's probably Ryan Reynolds. 
Pasta's fast can be, America's me. That's right. Yeah. America's funniest people. Full house. It's Tony Katane. It wasn't Tony Katane at first. It was Arlene Sorkin. Oh, that's right. They changed Ooh. girls. Who played the waitress at the end of Spaceballs. There you go. Mm. Dropping some knowledge on you. Chase oh. to, the, to the soup. Good call. <laughs> I'll have the cleavage. I mean... <laughs> and then a bunch of stuff, and then Fuller House. Mm-hmm. There you go. It was oh. in that... Was it really a reality TV show with uh, What's-Her-Face? I don't know. Uh... Just God damn it! She was married to Sylvester Stallone for Pete's sake. Oh, uh, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, with Bridget Nielsen and some the other... Flavor Flav one. <laughs> it wasn't the Flavor of Love. It was Dave Coulier, Bridget Nielsen, and uh, Minnie Me. What's his face? Vern Troyer. Is that the one where they just had celebrities living in a house together? Yeah, that's the one. Is that the one where Vern Troyer like gets super drunk <laughs> and then he gets on his little rascal and then he gets naked? And then he just goes off in the corner and pisses on the wall. That's the one. Oh, man. That's the best, like, 30 <laughs> seconds of video that's ever existed, by the way. Oh, Vern. By the way, Scott, in uh, Dave Couillet's uh, resume there, you did not mention NHL's greatest goals because he narrates part of it. Yeah. Well, he's not only narrates, he's on the ice with, uh, like, Luke Robitaille. Like, him and Dennis Leary, like, kind of run the show. It's a... Uh, well, it's, it's, well I, I'm pretty sure every Canadian celebrity has been in, in, uh, been in a hockey documentary at some point, right? That's like the law. It's part, it's part of the citizenship yeah. requirements, yeah. Okay, there's a few. Name name a Canadian who you think's in a hockey video. You have five chances to get at least two, though. At least get one. A, non, a uh, non-hockey Canadian? Mike Myers. Yeah. I don't know about Mike Myers. I, I don't know about any Mike Myers. Nathan Fillion. No. Uh, Is it in a hockey video? It starts with... His initials are KS. John Candy. <laughs> well, he, is in my, he is in my Wayne Gretzky video, so yes, John Candy counts. KS. Kevin Smith. He's but he's not, not Canadian. Canadian. Uh, you have 24 seconds to get this. I question. don't know. Yeah, this I'm like, I'm never gonna know. I give up. Right, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, that's right. He's super Keith. Hence the 24 seconds. Oh, I see what you did there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a weird number. 24. Why would you pick that? All right. We're done with Full House. Anything else? That was that was my topic. You guys have anything else to add, or are we done here? Uh, yeah. Speaking of old games, Doom is is slated to come out pretty soon. A new sequel slash remake of the original, and of course the regular box art is awful. It's just the nameless soldier with an old timey shotgun and Doom written on it. And it's like every other fucking cover of a first-person shooter video game out there. But the fans can vote on the alternate cover that's going to be on the flip side. And there's one that's almost entirely black, and there's that, you know, goat skull demon thing on it with kind of a pentagram thing on it, and it's also equally as boring, if not more so, than the original. Then you get to the third one, and it's an awesome homage to, like, the first cover where the... Nameless soldiers in the middle, and he's fighting off a horde of demons that are. Oh, it's just like a, a metal cover come to life again. It's 
awesome. Everybody vote for that winner, or, you know, your dicks. I, I want the one with The Rock and Carl Urban on it. That's the one I want. <laughs> Carl Urban. Urban. All right, anything else? Nope, that's it for me. Just vote for the good cover, people. Jeez, it's so cool. I won't vote. <laughs> Scott, anything or no? Uh... Let's see. No, I think I'm good. Uh, did we talk about we talked about Deadpool getting a sequel already, or being greenlit for a sequel anyway? Cool. Yeah, it did it did well enough that uh, they're gonna they're gonna make another one. So I need to still I still need to go see it. I hear good things. Oh, also because of Deadpool, we're getting a rated R Wolverine movie. I know nobody's been asking for that. Jeebus age fucking fox. Hey, bub. Hey, bub. <laughs> so, was it time to recast Wolverine yet? Yeah, almost. He's getting up there, and Wolverine. He's uh, he's one of those dudes that actually the, the actor himself, Hugh Jackman, seems ageless. And yeah, you no, can tell he's you, you can tell he's older, but not by much. So. Yeah, he's All good right. for more. He's good for more. Yeah. All right. That wraps up this episode. What are we going to be talking about in the future, somebody? Uh, Lego movie. Everything is awesome. All right. Everything is awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. And he did. He did. Oh, Henry.